In today's episode, we're going to break down how to develop a personal brand, part one of a three-part series. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. I am Bill of W. Palmentier Photography. I'm Justin of Justin Kerr Design. I'm Alicia with the Spark Social. And together we make up the, the Marketing, marketing Essentials, Essentials team. team. Wow, I made it through that. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. Yes. This is the after lunch version of the podcast. So we're uh, a little loopy, I guess. Our personalities are coming through strong, which plays right into our topic today. Personal branding. Personal branding. Right. I like, I see what you did there. That was pretty good. Trying to bring it back before we get lost on a (laughs) tangent. (laughs) How did we get here? So yes, as we said in the intro, this is part one of a three part series. So we're going to be talking about personal branding over the next three episodes. Today we'll talk about branding, which is branding, branding expertise. And then Bill is going to, in another episode, talk to us about branding from the point of view of photography and videography. Mm-hmm. And Alicia will bring it all together with, with social, social media marketing. Yes. And, and then that would be in podcast number three. This yep. is a riveting series. So obviously it's an important topic because we've divided it into three different sections. So you can focus on it in relation to each area that we tend to specialize in. But I think my starting question for you, Justin, would be what is a personal brand, like personal branding over just branding? Is there a difference when you say the word personal branding? In the way that the process works of figuring out your brand, I don't think there's a lot of difference. I mean, there may be some fine points in developing a brand for say a solopreneur or a small business versus a large company, but the essence is the same. Okay. So personal branding, I think, is better suited for audience because a lot of our audiences, entrepreneurs and small businesses, you know, somewhere between maybe two and 20 people. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners get intimidated when they hear branding because they think, oh, that's only for mm-hmm. the big companies. Okay. So- and I really don't need to develop a brand because, well, I'm not Amazon or I'm not Apple or I'm not Nike, which is not true. Okay. So let's take it back a step before we get too far. Let's get a basic uh, baseline for what a definition of a a brand is at this point. Okay. So my definition of a brand is the total experience that your customers, clients, followers, or fans have with your product, your service, and specifically you. Okay. Right. And it's that's a horrible run on sentence and I'll probably get, you know, hate mail from uh, the grammar, police. grammar Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the total experience that your customers have with your product service or you. And the reason I include, you know, followers, fans is because depending on what your product or service is, mm-hmm. uh, you may think about your customers as, you know, your tribe or your fans. Yeah. yeah. And, and Alicia could, you know, back that up when, you know, when she's working with people on their social media, you have to kind of have that mindset, right? Right. Yes. 
Do you want me <laughs> to elaborate on that one? Short, <laughs> sweet, and to the point. Don't respond. Agreed. <laughs> Next question. Well, so, I do. I like the the point you said about um, the relation, the aspect of people being able to relate and have that relationship with your brand. They don't have a relationship with a company or a product. It's right. with the brand. So your product or service. It's been done. It's out there. You have competitors, but what the difference between your company and the next one in your competitors is your brand. That's mm-hmm. what people are going to relate to. Right. And, and it's so not apparent though. It's n- hard. No, it's not. And the thing is, is that every organization, every company that's been around for more than three months has a brand, mm-hmm. right? Whether they know it or not, because it is the experience that their customers or prospective customers have. Whether it's a product, whether it's a service, you know, whether it's dealing with, uh, you know, the reps or the salespeople for that company (coughs) or customer service or their online presence. What kind of experience did they have when they went to the website? You know, did they have, you know, if if they called in to, you know, take care of an issue, what were they treated like? It's the entire experience. Okay. So next question would be, what are the components of a brand? Okay. I think a lot of people think. When they think about a brand, the first thing that pops into their head is a logo. logo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's definitely part of it, but it's it's the visual trigger for yeah. all those experiences. So one of the things I do when I give this workshop is I'll have a couple of really well-known brands in my slide deck. And it's just the logo, and I'll pop it up. The first one is usually the Starbucks logo, right? Everybody recognizes that. And what I say when I put it up on the screen, I don't even say, hey, I'm going to put up a logo. I just put it up on the screen and I say, okay, as soon as I put this up, you were thinking about the last experience you had with this company. I was thinking I need more caffeine. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah. Huh. You're th- you're, that was a visual trigger for you now to think about, oh, I need a coffee or, oh, well, the last time I was there, they got my order wrong. Yeah, yeah. Or I really enjoy the atmosphere of that place or they had some great music. They've spent a lot of time and money developing their brand so that when you see that logo- It brings something to mind. Yeah. Bring something to mind. So definitely your visual identity is part of your brand. It's not the entire thing. And we'll get a little bit more into this next one in your episode, but imagery is also a big component to a company's brand. And when we say imagery, we're talking photos and video. Yep. Exactly. Uh, Your voice. So me, me, me. (laughs) Not that voice. Well, the the voice of your brand is your written content, uh, any audio content. So if you're putting out videos or if you're putting out an, an audio blog or anything like that, or a podcast, it's the voice of what you're saying to your customers. We spend a lot of time on this one as a social media agency because the whole point of social is conversational. So to have that voice nailed down is a big part for us. Right. And it takes a while to either develop a voice or figure out what is your voice? You know, is it formal? Is it casual? What kind of tone does it have? You know, are there sort of, you know, buzzwords that you use a lot or maybe they're ones that you avoid, you know, because you don't want to be perceived a certain way. Yes. So your voice, definitely part of the brand. Another component to brand, which I think a lot of people overlook is feedback, testimonials, and reviews. Okay. Okay. So you go to Amazon, you're looking at a product you're thinking about buying. I don't know about you. First thing I do is roll down to the reviews to see, okay, what are other people saying about this? Yes. Those carry a lot of weight 
So especially if you're, you're a restaurant, right? At least you can contest to this. It's like reviews are important. I think you spend a lot of time with your clients saying, hey, you need to pay attention to these. Right. So reviews are um, important for a number of reasons. But I think in relation to branding, the one thing we look for in the reviews is almost like a, a word cloud where you throw all the reviews into like a machine and it pumps out like the most common trend of words we're seeing. So it could be, so we worked with a local business down in Westerly and they thought that their product, which their product is very great. But the one thing that came to, you know, our attention after going through their reviews was that they are friendly, family-like, welcoming, and this became part of their brand. Gotcha. All right. And the great thing about taking that feedback and those testimonials is it can help you shape your brand because your, your customers are telling you how they perceive you mm-hmm. and they're telling you, this is the voice that you're presenting. This is the experience you're presenting. So at that, once you've been able to look at some of those and assess them, you have the opportunity to say, yep, we're right on brand. This is the, the brand that we want to project. Or it's like, ooh, we got to change our brand because we're not projecting the right thing. Yes. Now, have you had either one of you had clients that said, no, that's not what we want our voice to be. And can we change it? Or has it always been just, hey, we need to go in this direction because this is where the voice is? I think it's a mix of both because you have to be true to who you are and authentic. But people, the way people perceive you, whether you like it or not, that's their perception of you. If it's negative, then you definitely need to change it. But just because it's not exactly what you thought doesn't mean you shouldn't embrace it. We have these defined images of ourselves and our companies that sometimes we need to let go and be welcoming to the way people look at us from the outside in. Yeah, I would agree. I think with the clients I work with, it's never a case of, you know, you got your brand completely wrong because most companies or organizations have a fairly good sense of themselves. What I found is they might think they're projecting a certain element of their brand and they're not okay or that they're missing out on a very important part of their brand and that's where those reviews come into play is like the customers will say hey we perceive you as this and they may look at it and go i had no idea they were perceiving me that way okay and it could be a very positive thing like you know friendly family friendly but you got to make sure that if that's what's reflecting back to you then you incorporate that as part of your brand gotcha. yeah makes sense yeah So I have a question, Justin, Justin, would you say that some of the brands you work with, they're just not putting it out there strong enough? They have an idea of who they are. They know what their customers think of them. Maybe they've even done surveys to find out, but they're not putting it out there strong enough. Like it's like weak and watered down. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, one of the components to projecting your brand is doing it in a compelling way. You know, we've talked before on other episodes about story, right? Mm -hmm. And story being a very uh, good way of being compelling with your message. But compelling, consistent, and clear. Those really are the three components. So if your message isn't clear, no one's going to understand it, Mm -hmm. right? If it's not consistent, now you're sending mixed message, Right. So it's your voice is different on your website than it is in your social media, than it is, you know, uh, in your written material. You're just kind of all over the place. So getting a client with, you know, putting a consistent message out there is important. Um, There have been a couple of cases, you know, with some national brands where 
everybody perceives them a certain way. And then on their social media, you know, they'll put something out there that seems off brand or that seems like that doesn't seem like their personality. Yeah. You know, um, I can't think of any specific examples. Why of the not? Moment, but Come on. I can only think of like majorly like bogus where they've gone off the rails with something that's inappropriate right now. But I do. Okay. I understand what you're saying where sometimes it might be too humorous or it's too serious for their brand and you can just tell that yeah. maybe they hired a new intern and someone let them have the Twitter handle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that happens. That happens. And you know, the nature of social media being so fluid. Yeah. And you really have to pay attention, I think, to your brand message on social media because you can go off track fast. Mm -hmm. And you, you really need to, you know, keep an eye on that. Sure. Yeah. So clarity, you know, be clear, consistent and be compelling with the message. And that's one of the things that, you know, I help my clients with is once we've started to establish those components that make up their brand, it's like, all right, what's the message going to be? And let's make sure that it's clear, make sure it's consistent. And consistency is one of those things that it's a long game. <laughs> you know, you're going to have to continue to be consistent with your message. And then the compelling part. And usually it's, you know, in the process of working with a client, sort of doing some workshop exercises that we find those elements that can make up a compelling message. It's finding what's unique about them. And that's getting down to sort of the next part of developing your brand is knowing your why. You absolutely positively have to know why your company or organization exists. If you don't understand that, then your brand is not going to be compelling at all. No one's going to be able to relate to it or they'll relate to it in the wrong way. And if you don't have a sense of yourself, then there's no way that you can communicate that to other people. I'm a big believer that in this day and age of social media and things being super, maybe a little more transparent than we had in the past, where, you know, if you do something that isn't morally you know, if maybe it's a little unethical or you're just not true to who you are and you don't have this why developed because of things being so easy to share on social media, you can be put on blast pretty quickly. So if you're not sincere and authentic and you don't have this why locked down from the start, consumers are going to see through it because you're going to get called out eventually. You're going to, and I think we work comes to mind because they kind of uh, messed up. Mm. <laughs> so they had, they pretended to be very authentic and like they had this huge, you know, plan on how they are going to change the world with co-working space and this and that. And it just turns out that they were not very authentic and they weren't very ethical and they lost a lot of brand loyal. They have basically no brand anymore. Yeah. They lost their brand equity. They lost yeah. everything. Yes. Brand equity. Yeah. That's unfortunate. So knowing your why, as you mentioned, Alicia can help you be authentic to who you are. And that's very important. The other thing is it helps you in shaping your marketing and your positioning. Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example. Blockbuster versus Netflix, right? The reason that Netflix uh, basically killed Blockbuster, it wasn't so much that Netflix did something to kill Blockbuster. Blockbuster killed themselves because they didn't understand their why. They thought they were in the video rental business. They didn't understand they, they were supposed to be in the entertainment mm -hmm, business. Mm -hmm. Netflix understood that. We're in the entertainment business. So they started out as a mail order DVD business. 
Yep. And when technology changed to allow for streaming technology, they went after it. They went after streaming. And then when they saw that people really wanted original content, they started producing original content. And the reason they've been able to change, adapt and grow and thrive is because they understand their why. They're in the entertainment business. They're not in the DVD business or the streaming business. They're in the entertainment business. So as long as they continue to remember that, they will continue to adapt and change. And, you know, it'll be interesting because they're, you know, as we're doing this podcast, it's, you know, middle of October and everybody's waiting to see is Netflix going to survive with Disney streaming coming online in November because everyone's looking at Disney streaming as the giant killer here because they have all the content, right? Disney owns like half the planet's entertainment because <laughs> they own Disney, you know, the Disney, their own programming, they own Fox, they own Marvel, they own... Yeah. Oh my God, Pixar, everything under the sun, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody's like, oh my gosh, they're taking all this content away from Netflix. And that could be a huge ding to Netflix. But it'll be interesting to see how Netflix adapts and changes based on those circumstances. And, and I think part of, the, part of that is, not to go too, too, too far down that road, Netflix saw the writing on the wall and, as, and they were one of the pioneers as far as doing original programming for right. Netflix. Yeah. Right. The original so the, series. Yeah, yeah. 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 That programming. And what they're trying to do is say, okay, you know what? We may not be able to compete with Disney because they are going to hold all the, the big shows. Let's come up with our own shows that Disney can have. Yeah. Right. You know? And now you're seeing Apple is launching their own streaming service. Mm -hmm. And so is Facebook as well. Yep. Yeah. It's getting pretty crowded out there. Yeah. So, so knowing your why, very important. And I think one of the best examples, and I use this in the workshops that I do, is the clip from Simon Sinek's TED Talk where he illustrates the golden circle. You know, and he talks mm -hmm. about a lot of companies understand what they do and they understand how they do it, but they don't understand why. Sure. And he, he points out in the video the difference between Apple and Dell and Gateway and all of their competitors. Gateway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it, it was done a while ago. You know, it's, it's an older TED talk, <coughs> but it's Sorry. still a brilliant example of the benefits of understanding your why, mm -hmm. you know, and that takes work. Sure. You know, I, Alicia can attest to this because, you know, I, I uh, went through it with the Spark Social and sort of getting down to that essence of like, well, why do we exist? Why do we exist? So what, you know, what would you say in regards to that whole process? Like, how important was that for you to understand this is why we're here? Yeah, I think that it was definitely difficult. <laughs> it was difficult to really nail it down, to really step back from the everyday of we do this, this is who we service, this is what we provide, and take it back to a very like basic approach of like why we started what, and not just, you know, well, we needed a job. We needed to run a business. It was like, why though? Why this? Why are we here doing this service for these types of people. And it, I was eye-opening. It was difficult and it was eye-opening because you really had to think. Right. So where did you land on your why? Doing good socially. Yeah, which I think is fantastic. So, you know? so we run Facebook ads. We handle Instagram accounts. We can help with LinkedIn strategy. But if all those things were to disappear tomorrow, because let's face it, they could, mm -hmm. or people yep. stop using them, we are still going to maintain the mission of doing good socially. That is our why. So maybe that becomes event marketing. Maybe it becomes helping businesses with offline social interactions, but whatever that means at that point in time, that's what we're here to do. Yeah. 
And that kind of being able to communicate that why, doing good socially, the people that have that same philosophy, they'll connect with the Spark Social, right? And if they don't, then they're not for us. And that's that's something exactly. that brands need to embrace as well. If if your personal brand is sincere and authentic, then you will attract the people that you want. And you may not attract some people. You may even make some people unhappy. And that's okay. Yeah. Even even Target has been in hot water lately with some people who don't like their approach to gender neutral toy or I think they took away like the boys department and the girls department for toys and they just kind of like put everything all out there and people were not having it or they supported mm. LBGT and people were not having it. And Target was like, hey, well, go shop at Walmart. Right. This is the decision <laughs> we've made. And that's a big brand. So if a big brand can do that, you can do that as a business. Just be true to who you are and your why. Yeah, mm -hmm. I totally agree. So in regards to developing your brand, because I know we got to get to some of the nuts and bolts of this. Uh, first, know your why, right? So whatever process you need to go through to, to figure that out, figure that out, because that's going to be at the core of everything else that you do. Offering something of value would seem like a no brainer. <laughs> But you mean you have to have some value? In what yeah. Now you do need to author something of value, but there's, uh, you know, there, there's this uh, wonderful uh, graphic called the elements of value, which is a big pyramid uh, with a lot of different touch points for value uh, and why somebody would value a particular product or service. And we'll put these in the, we'll put the pyramid in the show notes. But the point is, is that the more points you can hit on in that pyramid, the more value your product or service has. So there are many facets of value to a particular service. You know, there's practical elements to a service that you provide. There's emotional and philosophical elements to a service or product that you provide. So like everything from like, I have to have a place to get my hair cut to, I like to eat at this restaurant because they're green certifiers. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. So, and then it goes all the way up to the, you know, the top of the pyramid where there's you know, the element there of value is being part of something bigger than yourself, you know, a, a certain transcendence, right? So a lot of people align themselves with certain uh, social movements or certain nonprofits because they want to be part of what that organization is doing. They want to be part of something bigger than themselves. So there's all different levels of value that you can provide, but knowing what levels of value you provide and where you can hit on that pyramid is very, very important. I'm interested to see that. I actually have never seen that pyramid. Yeah, if, uh, I found it in a um, article uh, in Harvard Business Review, but Ooh, it's- fancy it's, dress. <laughs> I, just, I just Googled it, okay? It's not like I read it on a regular basis, but- I'm just reading the sure. Providence Local right. magazine. <laughs> I saw it on a bathroom wall somewhere. I'm looking at Craigslist, um, what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's a, it's a great, uh, graphic of figuring out like, okay, where does our product or service hit? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what points does it hit on this pyramid? So offer something of value, uh, develop a mission statement. Very important because that comes right from your why. Why do you exist? What is your mission? And then on a more of a marketing level, a unique value proposition. So that is a statement, a very short statement that allows you to communicate that message of what value you offer. So there's a lot of great examples, uh, you know, of that sort of thing for the big brands, you know, yeah. some of them get it right. Some of them don't. And, you know, you can go back to Apple as a great example, you know, for a long time, their unique value proposition is think different. Right? Yeah. 
has nothing to do with computers. No, nope. it's just like this is what we're about. We think differently. Mm-hmm. So, and people that wanted to be, you know, that person that thinks differently, they connected with that brand, right? It's so funny because like it totally resonates with Apple think differently, but now Apple is so mainstream that it's like everybody. Mm-hmm. Like look yeah. at our table; it's all. Apple products. Yeah. So I, I think like everybody is more like When it. I mention Apple as a sort of a great example of branding and messaging, I'm thinking of the Apple of like 10 years ago. The Apple of the 90s. The Jobs era. Yeah, pretty much. The second Jobs era, sorry. Yeah, the second incarnation of Steve Jobs. Right. Because he, he really got it. He really yeah. understood it. Well, he, he had a really great quote with, it was something along the lines of not like, don't see what's there that you need to solve. Like even think beyond that like create what you want in this world. And so think differently. That's how he positioned the company to be a a thought leader more than just a computer company. So some key elements to developing your brand, knowing your why, offering something of value, developing a mission statement and a unique value proposition. And then I would just to wrap things up, I would say the keys for a successful personal brand is, and Alicia already mentioned this, authenticity. Mm-hmm. Right. Important to be authentic to who you are and just know up front that there are going to be some people that it doesn't resonate with. Some people that are going to disagree with that. But you have to be true to who you are if you want to be successful. And that's both online and offline. Mm-hmm. Um, the other key I would say is be original. And this plays into authenticity. Right. Be original. If you can't be original, be disruptive. <laughs> <laughs> OK, <laughs> be different. Right. Um, but you know, make sure it's true to who you are. Sure. And then the last one is consistency and regularity. So as you're developing your brand and as you're putting that message out there, do it consistently so that it's not a mixed message, but also do it regularly because people have short attention spans and short memories. And if you want to stay on their radar, you need to regularly communicate your brand in all the different channels that are available. So online, offline, make sure that you're regularly putting something of value out there and that it is true to your brand. Sounds good. All right. So that's the essence of brand. And then in part two and part three, we're going to talk about some of the other elements. Yeah, I have this feeling we could have made this 42 parts and still. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we're not going to cover everything. Yeah. Yeah, But I I think, you know, Covering what we do, I think, is going to be, you know, good, solid information. Sure. For, it's a good starting point. You know, entrepreneurs and small business owners would be like, hey, there's some stuff here I can take away and put into action right away. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for sharing with us today, Justin. And Absolutely. We've, and we've come to that time that we come to every week. Time to say goodbye. All right. Thanks. Why for do listening. I feel like this is a Mickey Mouse? Time to say goodbye. <laughs> I'm not saying it. Oh, come on. Thanks for you listening to the to. podcast, though. <laughs> Until next time, we'll see you. We'll see you. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. And as always, you can find the back episodes of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find us on our YouTube channel. Both of them are the Marketing Essentials team. You can find us on the web at marketingessentialsteam.com. And if you subscribe through our website, you'll receive a weekly email and letting you know when each episode has been published. Also, you'll receive a link to subscriber-only content. You can also find us on Facebook in our private Facebook group. Just search 
Little Roadie Marketing Support Group. It's a great place for other marketing professionals and business owners where we can share marketing advice, challenges, and general trends. Hope to see you there.